Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Happy Hamster Corner, a podcast about cute, adorable animals, as well as featured stories, collaborations, hamster tips, and so much more. I'm your host, Holly, and I'm super excited for you all to be listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Hamster Corner. This is the podcast for all the hamster lovers out there where we feature collaborations, hamster tips, stories, hamster care advice, all that jazz. And I am your host, Holly, and I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. Thank you again for tuning in for another episode. I'm really excited this week because I have on a hamster community member that has shared a lot of experience and also some really amazing advice for you guys out there in the community, especially if you have robos or if you have dwarf hamsters. This conversation is one that you're really going to want to listen into. So yeah, (laughs) I'm excited to share this with you guys. I am going to be breaking this into two parts for you guys just because we recorded for over an hour and this was full of awesome information. So I don't want to edit this down so that it is a shorter version because all of the information that she shared is very, very, very important for you guys to listen to. So I'm going to be breaking this into two parts. This week will be part one and next Friday will be part two. So yeah, let's get into this conversation and thank you again so much, Rachel from Stephen and Sophia Hamster for coming on the Happy Hamster Corner. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Happy Hamster Corner. As always, I'm your host Holly and I'm really excited because I have a special hamster community guest for today. I have on Rachel from Stephen and Sophia Hamster. So do you want to say hi to everyone? Hi, how's everyone doing? (laughs) I'm sure everyone is doing great and if you're not, Hopefully, this podcast will make you feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, thanks so much for having me. It's so exciting to be here. Yeah, I'm sure everybody has said, but I was so excited to find a hamster podcast. (laughs) And for so long, I was like, why is there no hamster podcast? (laughs) So we're all very thankful. Thank you for your your service for the community. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I've never heard it put that way, the service for the community. (laughs) I'll have to remind myself that when I'm up late editing. (laughs) (laughs) You are. are. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, I think all of us went through this, but I mean, this past year has been really weird, you know, obviously for a lot of a lot of ways. And I feel like Mm -hmm. hamsters, (laughs) hamsters were truly my my best friends for a while. And, you know, and I feel like having this podcast, just like all the little things really, really added up in 2020 So (laughs) and 2021. Oh yeah, definitely. (laughs) Hamsters were the best company, I feel like. And being a part of this community also helped because it seemed like a lot of people, because of the pandemic and everything, were home a lot more. 
and were able to spend some more quality time with their hamsters as well. So I know that was the case for me with Petra and I'm extremely grateful for that. And I'm glad that your hamsters were your friends for that time too. (laughs) (laughs) My friends, my family, (laughs) they're everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They're so tiny, but they are everything for sure. Uh, So you reached out to me and you wanted to talk a little bit more about robo hamsters, which I'm really excited about because I haven't really talked too much about robos really at all, actually, other than Petra a little bit and dwarf hamsters. So I'm excited to kind of hear what you have to say. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of what I have to say is a bit conjecture, but um, but yeah, I think, you know, partly when I first Maybe I'll start at the beginning, but but when I first got Steven, who was my first hamster, um, and he's a robo, I quickly realized how much information is just like mostly geared towards Syrians and then like sometimes a little bit dwarf hamsters and then like robos like, oh, and if you have a robo, like you could use a smaller wheel. Like, <laughs> like nobody really said mm-hmm. much of anything, you know, and like watching YouTube videos. And um, so I, I found... Instagram is like a, I started just following every Robo account that I could find. I was like, oh, they have a Robo. And I'm um, trying to figure out, you know, because I think they're such different little creatures. I now have dwarf hamsters and Robos too. And each of them are really different in personality, of course. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, their needs and their, like, even just habitat, like things that I find works for my dwarf hamsters don't work for my Robos. It's such an interesting difference yeah I I felt like there just wasn't a lot of chat out there about it so I I figured oh it'd be fun to kind of get the conversation going and I I hope yeah maybe there's future people that have things to add but yeah it's been a long and learning journey for me (laughs) like as I as I got my first robo and have uh, continued on so maybe I'll start at at the beginning yeah go ahead yeah when I I got Stephen was my first hamster and I actually have been thinking about getting hamsters for like a while. It's just living in an apartment life, having a busy job. I was like, oh, hamsters are perfect. They, you know, they're not awake during the day. So you don't have to feel bad about going to work. And, you know, and <laughs> yeah. they're, they're, you know, like your landlord doesn't have to know about them. Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so I, you know, but I, I thought about it for a long time. And then I feel like I got, I was like, I don't know. What if I, what if, no. And then, yeah, about July, I should, I should have gotten one sooner, but I got in July of 2020 last year, I decided like, okay, well, I'm just going to like go exploring. I'm just going to go to a few pet shops and see what they have. And I knew nothing about hamsters at this point, other than like I had had a dwarf hamster when I was, I don't know, maybe 10. So uh, there was this one small hamster at Petco, all the hamsters, like there were no hamsters in any shops, as we all know now that they were all selling out. But uh, yeah, I saw him and I was like, okay, <laughs> let's do this. And at the <laughs> time, I thought he was just a small dwarf hamster. Like, I didn't even know <laughs> what a robo was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I got him home and then I realized, of course, you know, everything was wrong. And like, I had to relearn everything that I thought I knew about hamsters. You know, as I started watching every Victoria Rachel video and Aaron's animal video, I, I realized like, man, there's just not a lot about robos and I'm starting to realize that. <laughs> yeah. And so it inspired me. Actually, I, I kind of started a, a YouTube diary sort of of 
of as I tried out different wheels with Steven. And it took me a while just to even figure out a wheel that would work with him. And I don't know if you experienced this with Petra, but he would run so fast because he's like such an extremely hyper little robo that he would fly off his wheel. Finally, I had to upgrade him to a 12 inch wheel. And that's the only size he can use <laughs> without flipping. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, yeah, I, I did yeah. experience that with with Petra as well in the very yeah. beginning and I didn't like she did it a couple times and then I think she just kind of slowed herself down because then oh. after that I never saw her flip out of it okay. but I honestly should have upgraded her wheel she's probably a smarter she may be smarter than Steven oh. <laughs> I mean I love Steven but yeah I feel like he he's like this is my one speed I cannot go slower oh he's a He's a hamster on a mission. <laughs> Very determined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think maybe now I've tried giving him eight inch wheels and he does better. I, I think as they get older, they get a little more wise to, to wheel usage. But yeah, I think that was one thing, you know, when I was watching YouTube tutorial, like information, a lot of them would say like, oh, robos can use six and a half wheels or eight inch. And those weren't working. And then I tried Silent Runner. And he, with a little enclosed wheel, and he would get caught, like he would run and then flip and then sort of like hit one of the holes, you know, and then get like tumbled around. Oh, I know. And it it took me a long time to figure out how to give him a wheel that was safe. I mean, that that was like really jarring. I was like, oh my gosh. And I, yeah, I just felt like there wasn't, like no one was talking about this. (laughs) I was like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. 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 So I finally figured out and I upgraded him to the, he now uses the 12 inch silent runner and also a night angel. I have PS2 wheels in his, in his enclosure. Cause he just runs pretty much all night long and goes back and forth between them. Yeah, <laughs> I, and I, you know, I feel like too, 2020 was an interesting year because I think that was about the year that we started getting night angel products, which were prior to that, like we had very little access to good hamster stuff in the United States. Did you feel that way too? Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely felt that for sure. And that was one of the struggles Mm -hmm. when I first started to look into proper hamster care and more of like the natural substrates and things like that. I couldn't find anything. (laughs) And most things that I did find were ship to UK only mm-hmm. <laughs> or based in the UK. And I'm like, okay, that's great for you guys. <laughs> but and so I struggled to find stuff up until like the end of Petra's life and yeah. the start of Linka. And so that was kind of a big struggle for me internally, just seeing all of these things that I wanted to get for Petra and I just did not I was not able to so that was kind of frustrating on that end but I'm glad you were able to get some stuff and that's pretty cool he has two different wheels in his enclosure kind of like has variety that's like a boredom breaker in itself I hope so yeah I mean he's just like and I think this is the interesting thing now that I have I have four hamsters but uh he runs he's definitely the biggest runner in the group but um but both of my my robos definitely run more than my dwarf hamsters i think it's just like a robo thing they just they run and it's like that is what they they wake up and they're like i'm ready to go (laughs) where's Mm -hmm. my wheel 
Yeah. And it, it started actually because I, I was getting so frustrated finding a wheel for him that I, and I, I didn't know like, what is a good wheel? I just felt like I couldn't find information out there. So I just would put two wheels in his enclosure. Like he has, um, right now I have him set up, like it's like a 200 quart bin and then a hundred quart bin that I've connected. So in the hundred quart bin, I have the silent runner, the 12 inch. And then in the 200, I have the night angel, like silent, like super silent wheel. And, um, I, mm-hmm. and so I put them both in there to see like, Oh, which one do you like better? But he just, he runs back and forth and he uses them both. So I <laughs> he likes them both. <laughs> he can't decide. <laughs> he does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He takes naps in them. He eats in them. You know, he doesn't, he doesn't nest in them usually, but he does like to hide behind the the partition in the silent runner and just sort of like take a, a mid run break. Oh, <laughs> super cute. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. Does he like run, like run in his wheel? I want to know if this is a robo thing. Like if you've noticed his mm-hmm. Petra used to do this all the time. And I'm just curious if your robos do it too, would like run in their wheel and then get out for like a second, look around or like run around in like a little tiny like circle, just like around something and then get back in the wheel and like run and totally. then like stop and then like get out and run around and then like run back in the wheel. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> or sometimes, okay. Yeah. A lot of times I'll, I'll watch him. I have, I'm such a nut, but I have these like wise, you know, those cameras um, attached on both ends. So I can see that he'll just be running on one wheel and then he'll get out, look around and then he'll just like change cages go like within like a minute run on the other wheel and then come back run on the <laughs> I, I don't know what his objective is but, but yes very passionate about the running situation <laughs> that's great okay so I guess it is just kind of more of a robo thing then because that used to crack me up every single time when Petra did that I was like what are you like are you you're like oh this isn't my stop okay I'm getting back in my wheel <laughs> running okay or like she thinks the environment changed or something I don't know but. I do wonder about that sometimes because sometimes you know I'll accidentally startle Steven and he'll hop on his wheel and just start running and I think he's like I'm getting away from you but I'm like I'm still right here <laughs> oh yeah I know poor guy sometimes I can't tell if he well you know maybe he loves me in his own way but um, Sometimes he lets me pet him, and I feel like I'm like, okay, you like me, like. <laughs> but Aww. for the most part, I think he's just like, I just want to run, and you can just leave my food over there. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But I mean, that's hamsters, right? I mean, some of them are more. I I feel like they're kind of like cats. If they're very cat-like in nature in that way, like you know, they want you and they want you, and then when they don't, they're like, eh, I'm good. <laughs> Do you feel that way? Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because mm-hmm. yeah, I've never, I've never heard of somebody like comparing the two, mm-hmm. but it makes sense because it's not like a dog. Because a dog just wants your attention all the time, mm-hmm. and a cat is like, okay, I'll come up to you when I'm ready. Or you know, you have to be patient with a cat, which is why some people don't like cats, <laughs> is because yeah. they're moody, and yeah, I can't. I've noticed that too, actually, right? It's like, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Like, yeah, you're right, definitely. Because Petra was like that and previous hamsters that I had like growing up were like that. And Mm -hmm. 
Linka is very much like that. <laughs> really? I was going to ask you about, yeah, what the difference now that you have a Syrian hamster, like, I feel like that is such a huge change from a robo. And I feel like you had a very unique robo, although all hamsters are unique. Yeah. How do you feel like that's different? Or what do you think you know now that you didn't know before? So it's a, it's a very big transition. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really prepared for how different it was going to be. You're Mm. right with, with Petra being like, I feel like she was a rarity of, of mm-hmm. robos because most people sure. have trouble taming robos or have, you know, don't have that much of a bond with theirs mm-hmm. or they take it out and it just kind of runs around and like <laughs> plays or whatever, just wants to run. Yeah. And like Petra, I could take her out and she would run all over me and like she wouldn't try to just run away. Yeah. But the transition from going from Petra to Linka was so much different. Like I was not prepared <laughs> for how much more attention and boredom breakers and all of that enrichment that Syrians need. Mm-hmm. And I think this is why they have like so much about Syrians. Like granted, they've been domesticated longer, but you just have to like keep doing stuff for a Syrian. I feel like Syrians are so, and this is just my opinion and just based off of my experience as well, is that Syrians are so hard to please. Like, (laughs) (laughs) near impossible. I feel like, but it's kind of fun because, like, it's not all negative or whatever. I'm not saying this in a negative connotation, but Mm -hmm. they're hard to please, but it's almost like a challenge in a way, like, is how I see it. With mm-hmm. Linka, it's like she always keeps me on my toes. I never know like, okay, what am I going to do now? Or what kind of boredom breaker can I come up with now for her? What kind of thing can I do in her enclosure to make it better for her? Or just always constantly like thinking, thinking, thinking of like how to make her situation better. Yeah. And if she so shows any type of signs of stress or anxiety or anything like that or wanting to escape Mm -hmm. then it's like motivation for me to want to do better and learn more and create more enrichment in her environment whereas with Petra she was just so content like I could show pictures of my enclosure setups you wouldn't believe the difference between like Petra's enclosure setup was so basic. She had her wheel, she had her food dish, she had some sprays, she had her chews and her house and like mm. her water bottle. It was so basic and she was so content. Yeah. Like she never tried to escape. She never like jumped up on the sides, never showed any signs of stress. Mm-hmm. but Linka, it's like I put all this different stuff in her enclosure, give her boredom breakers all the time, and it's like it's not enough. Huh. And so the transition has been like very – like a brick to the face <laughs> thing. Uh, it's yeah. a subtle way of putting it yeah. that I wasn't prepared for just this transition from a hamster that was so content to a hamster that is – constantly wanting more and it's been a little bit of a struggle for me but I feel like it's really good for me in this hamster care journey because it's pushed me a lot and 
yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's just been a very interesting transition for sure. And I've had tons of breakdowns about it. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, I just have to keep on trying to do the best that I can for her because I just always go back to like hamsters don't live very long and you Mm got to like try to give them the best life that you can for that time period. Totally. Yeah. So I know every moment counts. (laughs) Yeah. Do you feel like you have a bond with her? Like she's like, like you were saying, you felt like she was still also kind of like a cat. Like, do you think she's, she's as bonded to you? Like, as you felt with Petra or so it's kind of a different type of bond okay. <laughs> <laughs> the best way to put it I do yeah. still have a bond with with Linka I don't think honestly I will ever have a bond with a hamster like I had with Petra just yeah because like she was so just neat. like my soulmate and yeah. <laughs> she was me in hamster form <laughs> like I can't you can't get oh. that. Like that pet is once in a lifetime type of thing. Sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting sad thinking about that. Okay. We can move on. But yeah, so I do have a bond with Linka. It's just a different type of bond. And she's still like tame, but she's definitely more of what I thought. So this is kind of weird, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll keep this in here or not. But the bond that I thought I was going to have with Petra when I first got her and realized she was a robo she's hard to tame okay. all that is the bond that I have with Linka interesting she's more like a like, like sometimes I say this like some of my hamsters I feel like are more like people and some of them are more like like animals <laughs> like you have that feeling you're like oh I don't know if we're on the same like I love them but they're not I, I'm like oh I'm not fully I feel like I'm not quite on the same page as as you like I don't know what's <laughs> is that kind of mm-hmm. what you mean like it's you're you're still kind of speaking different languages it's a little yeah yeah I think I, I know what you mean I mean I feel like I have mm-hmm. some hamsters or I have one hamster uh Laverne who like she's a, one of my dwarf hamsters but she's the only hamster I feel like who actually well maybe my other robo Sophia I think she gets excited about seeing seeing us too but like Laverne will stand up and look for us and um and she'll chirp you know if you give her something sometimes she'll chirp like excitedly as she's eating it she's very vocal I feel like there's something about a vocal hamster that also is is like more like you feel like you're like okay I know what's going on like (laughs) yeah we're on the same page here and I think that's you I feel like you said that about Petra that she was very vocal I think yeah those vocalizations really really make a difference or like the way like some of my hamsters like um Laverne and Shirley they'll lick they'll lick me sometimes <laughs> and oh I feel like gosh. the licking also is like a like I'm like oh like you're telling me something <laughs> that's so yeah. cute oh my gosh <laughs> it was really surprising when it first happened I was like what's happening <laughs> what? food on me? <laughs> yeah did you have food like I I've never had that happen Petra did lick my finger one time but I had oh, food really? on it it was yeah. like back when I had to give her medicine for when oh. she was sick but I got some on my finger and she licked it off and that was the only oh. time she ever licked me and it was the That's cutest so thing sweet. in the world yeah, so it's only Laverne and Shirley who are like sister dwarf hamsters I got them from a, a rescue a local hamster rescue and so I don't know if it's like just them or this is a dwarf hamster thing but I do think I've heard I feel like I've seen other people talk about hamster kisses and I think this is what they mean but yeah with with Shirley she's like my nicest gentlest hamster if I put out my hand she'll just like walk up to it and and lick it 
Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> That's so cute. Very, yeah. And, and she'll kind of communicate with me that way. Like if we pick her up and, you know, I have a playpen that I have set up for them all the time. So, you know, sometimes she's wanting to get out and I'll bring her to the playpen. And if she doesn't want to get out in the playpen, she'll just stay in my hand and then like lick. She's like, no, I want to stay with you. Oh my gosh. The, how adorable. Same, <laughs> I know. It really is like, yeah, it's the cute. I feel like I'm, <laughs> she's so cute. And the other dwarf hamster, Laverne, she does it sometimes, but she, she'll actually like give me, she'll like use small bites more often. Just be like, I'm done with this. I want you to, like, I'm going to bite you, but it'll be like a small bite. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably more normal, but yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's like a really unique thing. I think I'll have to find out like as my journey continues but (laughs) yeah no Um, that's the first I'm really hearing of that honestly so that is super adorable oh my gosh (laughs) it is really cute I know I'm like like, Shirley I'm I'm always telling her I'm like you have to live forever (laughs) yeah (laughs) she's really special I know yeah I, I mean I think like you said like their lives are so short and I feel like it can be hard watching them age but I guess on the flip side you get to like like experience so many personalities and it's like sad but also like kind of cool that you can like have so many different experiences you know with different hamsters also because they're so unique and yeah I feel like there's like it's kind of a a unique hamster situation (laughs) you know that you have to deal with the heartache but I think there's there's also that kind of beautiful thing that you get to experience all these personalities and get to know them each of them yeah definitely and that's a great way to put it is and that's kind of why it, I feel like it's called a journey, like a hamster yeah. care journey, because it's it's not just one hamster most of the time. And so you're just continuing on like it. Yeah, it sounds sad, but you learn more from each hamster that you have. And it's just mm-hmm. this constant journey of figuring out, okay, how can I do this better? How can you know, I improve here or this hamster taught me this or, you know, you just realized what is normal hamster behavior and what is not. (laughs) Or you have those little gems of hamsters that you're just like, oh my gosh, you were absolutely just perfect. Like every hamster is perfect. Don't get me wrong. But yes, yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know how else to put it other than that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like I've been trying to, you know, well, now I've had all of my hamsters for over a year. So I'm like, it's like, Oh my God, I'm so lucky that like everyone's still with me. <laughs> Cause I mean, yeah. you hear a lot of stories, especially, you know, everyone except for Steve and I, after Steven, then I learned about hamster rescues and, you know, so everybody else I got from a hamster rescue. So I don't even know how old they are. You know, there's a lot that, that could happen yeah. kind of that I don't know about, but so I, I'm like, I try to prepare myself, <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah but by thinking about it in that way that like, you know, I've had a really good experience with them and, you know, and I hope to bring all the learning, like you said, to, to future hamsters and, you know, hopefully I can keep getting hamsters that are in need of a home and giving them a good life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Short, hopefully meaningful. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you a little bit more about your YouTube diaries thing that you mentioned oh, yeah. earlier. Yeah. So what kind of started you to start doing that? <laughs> I need to watch your videos. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun. I mean, I don't, I, I think I went through a period where I had it linked on my profile and then I took it down because I was like, I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing. 
<laughs> but I'll, I'll, put it, I'll put it back. I, it's it's one of those things like, so it started because like you said, like I felt like all the YouTube channels that I was subscribing to, like Victoria, Rachel and Aaron's animals were like, and I guess Munchie, like I feel like those were the three that I watched a lot. And Munchie's place, she's the only one that's in the United States. But I feel like she didn't necessarily talk about like, she sometimes does like set up you know, she'll do like basic kind of care videos, but you know, I wanted to know like what wheels should I get and what enclosure should enclosure should I buy? And I felt like, you know, when you watch people who are in different countries, you don't have, you know, I like couldn't replicate what they had. And, and so I, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just started, <laughs> I started just like making these little videos just like on my iPhone of like, here's this wheel, here's how it's working or not working with Steven. And then as I got other hamsters, I started including them. Like these are the wheels that I like with my dwarf hamsters. These are the ones with my robos and mostly like product reviews to begin with. Cause I just felt like they're just, that's what I was missing is Roborowski care and, uh, and sort of. And specifically like products that are working, working with them and how, you know, like maybe setups is like robos, you know, they're so small. So like a, what I would see Victoria Rachel do for her Syrian hamster, I was like, well, my robo, he can't even like climb up two inches. Like, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I have to have a ladder for everything. Like, and um, so I, I started just kind of like documenting my process, stuff that was working and not working, you know, and things like, like, for instance, and this is, I think, a, a Syrian versus like robo thing. Like my robos and my dwarfs, actually, they never want to escape. Even when I have them like out with me, like mm-hmm. they don't ever run away. <laughs> They're like, I've never seen them try to <laughs> to get out. Like, it's just not something I think they're more concerned with safety than exploration, maybe. It I could can be see that. personality based too. But um, yeah, uh, I feel like my concern more is with giving them, you know, setups that feel safe to them that have enough going on and also that like maximize the space for them, but, uh, and make it accessible, you know, so they can get from one place to another. So yeah, so that's how it started. It's called Rachel Got Hamsters. That's what I decided to name it. So <laughs> if you want to look it up. <laughs> Got Hamsters. Okay. I'm writing it down so that I can tag it, but also... If you want, I can link it in the show notes down below sure. for yeah, people yeah. if they want to check it out. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link. You know, don't, you know, keep your expectations medium. <laughs> it's more of a, <laughs> oh more gosh. of a, <laughs> well, you know, I'm not a professional, but it's more, I feel like I'm not, I'm not Victoria Rachel. I'm not telling people how to do things. I'm just like, this is what I'm experiencing. Like lately I've had Laverne, my dwarf hamster all summer long. She's been sick. And so it's been this like back and forth to the vet. And that was one thing I felt like was missing also out there is like, mm-hmm. you know, what does vet care cost? Like, what does it look like? Like, what are things that happen to hamsters? You know? And, and so it's been like, you know, how do you get your hamster to take medication when they don't want to? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I've been trying to like share, share that experience and hopefully that's helpful, you know, for anyone out there who, you know, maybe has something similar going on or, you know, has a similar, my Laverne is very anti-medicine. So <laughs> it's fun and it's hard. I mean, two times a day I have to like, like put cream on her and I have to clean the wo- this like cut that she got and she has to take antibiotics and a probiotic and an anti-inflammatory. It is like a whole thing. <laughs> oh and, um, you know, and she's actually doing a lot, 
a lot better now. But yeah, I, that's like one of those things. I never imagined that a hamster would take so much like the way you're saying about about Linka about like how much time you have to put in like that's, you know, I was like, wow, I never imagined, you know, that a hamster would take this much time. I'm happy to do it. I just want her to be, you know, healthy and happy. But you know, I, I think it's like, just I feel like you kind of have to be pre- prepared for anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And <laughs> that's, that is part of the journey too, is you, you never know what to expect, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's why I said before, like, have a vet fund. <laughs> because oh, <man>. I personally <laughs> experienced that with Petra, and you don't realize how much it costs to mm-hmm. take your hamster to the vet. You think, oh, they're a tiny animal, it can't be that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's quite a bit, especially when you have to take them back for checkups or for the medicine Mm -hmm. or there was one time with Petra and luckily I had a very sweet (laughs) vet that was very understanding and she was very sweet and kind through all of the stuff that was going on with Petra but I accidentally messed up the medicine one of the oh. times when I had to give it to her, I was supposed to put it on her back for um, when I thought she had mites. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally like pushed it because I was like holding it up and then I accidentally just pushed it. I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, oh my gosh, I only have one dose of this. And <gasps> this was crazy. And oh, no. so I was supposed to give it to her. And so I called the vet like freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I need more of this stuff. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't like, I just accidentally pushed it, came out with a tiny little dose. And they ended up just because the vet place was going to close. They put it in the mailbox outside for me to grab or drop off box or whatever and so luckily I was able to do that and they didn't charge me but I mean like you said you never know what's going to happen I mean I could have doubled the cost of that one dose of medicine just because I was not thinking (laughs) yeah and so you just never know and it's kind of fun and as part of the journey but also it's a little bit hard during the time period that it's going on it can definitely be hard and I feel like it's hard because a lot of times, like, you know, with Laverne, there were times when she wasn't getting better. And I was like, is this right? You know, like, I don't want her to be suffering. Is what I'm mm-hmm. doing right? Should I be doing something more or less? Or, you know, I just, it's really hard to to watch them be, you know, not themselves. I think that's, that's challenging. But yeah, yeah I mean, the, the medical bills. I think the one learning lesson I have from it is, to my vet's credit, you know, I feel like she was fairly conservative with with what we did for Laverne. Like at first, like, let's try this. Let's like move slowly. But in the end, you know, she actually ended up needing like, you know, the stronger medicine. She got surgery. Like we ended up doing all these things. And I feel like, you know, maybe it was just like, we just kind of delayed, <laughs> delayed doing it. And now she's starting to feel better. Finally, I, I think, yeah, I feel like next time I go through it, like maybe I'll be a little bit I, I was letting my vet guide me, but I think again they're they're pretty money conscious as well and, and very thoughtful, which I appreciate. But I, yeah, I feel like in the end it, maybe it's just do what you need to do, and like in the long run it's better because they just get better quicker, <laughs> you know, which yeah. is is nice. And and actually the cool thing now I see like people on Reddit post about like oh there's no vet near me, what do I do? But now there's so many vets that are like online. 
at least you can see someone, you know, and they can give you like some pointers, like, you know, this is a big deal or it's not, or, you know, obviously they can't do surgery, but, but I think that's really great. And I actually ended up seeing another vet as like a online just to make sure, you know, I was doing everything that I could be doing. And uh, it was a really nice, like we're moving in the right direction. So if anyone out there doesn't have access to a vet, definitely check out. I can't remember all, but there's, there's some resources for like online. I think it's called like Vetster or something. And you can find online vets there. But I think, I think there are exotic vets most places in the country. I think you just have to look. You got to do some digging. (laughs) Yeah. And and that's one thing that you should do too before you start really looking at to get yeah. a hamster. Yeah. Is find out where your local exotic vet is at. Mm-hmm. Just so that you're aware if it's gonna take a little while to get there, you need to like know ahead of time before something happens. Totally. Yeah. So I definitely would recommend that or look into the online vet service. That's really cool. I didn't know that was a thing, but I mean, it makes sense with COVID and everything. So yeah, I don't think they can prescribe medicine, but at least you can get, yeah. I mean, some things, you know, maybe you don't need medication or surgery and you just need confirmation, you know, one way or another. So Mm -hmm. for instances like that, but, but yeah, I mean, my vet isn't taking any more patients. I'm really glad, even though I bought Steven at a pet store and like, you know, but I feel like shortly after that, I found... I found a vet and I got in and I'm really glad I did because oh, having a vet when you need them, because trying to find a vet in the moment when your hamster is sick is so stressful. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't want to go through that. Yeah, definitely. And thank you so much for sharing that information. I'm sure yeah. that that'll help somebody out there in the community and definitely even myself too. But that is good information to know. I do have a question for you about Petra. Did you trim her nails yourself or how did you deal with that? <laughs> So I never attempted to do it myself. Okay. It's hard on robots. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Although I do think that she probably would have let me just because of how tame she was and, Mm -hmm. you know, how she just let me handle her. But I did have the vet do that just because I did not feel comfortable doing that. (laughs) I was just so paranoid that... I would cut the quick on her. She'd start bleeding because we have a family dog and I'm the one in charge of pretty much trimming her nails most of the time other than they, you know, take her to when she gets groomed and stuff like that to trim Mm -hmm. them. But growing up and stuff, I was the one when I lived at home, I would trim her nails and it's very nerve wracking and that's on a small (laughs) dog. (laughs) So I was like, Petra is so tiny and I would just feel horrible like I feel horrible when that happened to the dog and you know they're a bigger animal and you have more you know able to see and have somebody hold them but with Mm -hmm. with Petra I I just couldn't get myself to do it because I was was too scared (laughs) honestly yeah yeah I think that I mean I feel like if if you talk about robos I feel like that's like another another reason to like right away get a vet is so you have someone to trim their nails because <laughs> it is yeah. really it can be really like scary and yeah depending on I mean my one robo Sophia she's a little bit more like hand friendly like she's not as scared but yeah even her I mean she's she's very little <laughs> it's very challenging you know sometimes I do it sometimes I bring them to the vet but it's one of those things I feel like you know most YouTube videos or tutorials people would say like oh if you just have rock like they'll just magically go away and I'm, I have never had any of my hamsters like, <laughs> magically have their nails go away you know I think, yeah. I think this is true for most dwarf hamsters that like 
you kind of have to trim their nails that they don't, unless they dig a lot. I think that's the only thing that seems to help. Yeah, I, I've noticed that too, because incorporating more sand in mm-hmm. Linka's enclosure versus Petra's enclosure, her nails aren't as long. Mm. And, but I, I get what you're saying, because I remember looking into that too when <laughs> Petra's <laughs> nails started getting long. And I was like, what do I do? What do I do? I don't want to <laughs> try to trim these. And I watched like tons of videos on it. And, yeah. you know, some people were like, oh, just give them a treat and like, then just like carefully trim it. And I'm like, I am terrified of even attempting to do that. Yeah. And, they're like, or you can just put rocks and, you know, that'll help. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to like, yeah, magically make them go away. I think that's kind of just keeping to maintain them from mm-hmm. getting out of hand. Because I did notice that I did put a couple of like rocks in Petra's enclosure and it did help, but okay. it didn't make them magically go away. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. yeah, I I don't believe that by any means, but. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. The sand, the it helps, but it's definitely not, it's not like a, it's not a cure for all. Yeah. 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 Some of my hamsters like need it more often than others. And I think it's partly like, do they dig a lot or are they like not as much? I feel like it's one of those things that you feel like a failure as a hamster owner when your hamster needs its nails trimmed. Like, did I not create a cage that you know, like, do they not have enough rocks? All these questions. Mm-hmm. But I really I think it's super normal. And yeah, again, like I would watch those videos and it, it's like this hamster that doesn't even move. It just sits there while the person trims their nails. And I was like, what kind of hamster do you have? <laughs> like, yeah. So I just, you know, don't feel bad if your hamster needs a nail trim. I think that's super, or at least in my experience, it seems like it's very normal. Yeah. Hopefully right now my vet doesn't allow people to go inside, but I'm hoping that one day soon they'll be able to show me exactly how they do it. So I like, I want to see their method and what they, I'm sure they have something that is a little better than giving them a treat (laughs) and trying to, you know, gently get their hand free. Yeah, no, (laughs) for sure. There's got to be a tactic to it. Or I don't know if it's just because it's like a stranger handling them, but like you think, you know, they'd be more apt to like want to escape and like run away or like get away from this person that's trying to handle them. But I've noticed that with dogs sometimes because our family dog that I was talking about before, she will let the vet just do it. Wow. But if any of us try to do it, like it's a struggle. And even me doing it, it's a struggle. (laughs) But the vet doesn't know problems. I don't know if it's just because she's so like pampered and princess that, you know, she's like, don't touch me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the vet, it's a little bit different. So, but that I don't know. So interesting. Yeah. I mean, one day, hopefully, I'll get to see what magic happens behind the doors at the vet. But that would make sense. Yeah. That, you know, it's kind of like my mom's a nurse practitioner and she'd, she'd always be like, oh, I'll give you your flu shot. And I'm like, no. <laughs> but, you know, from <laughs> some, a stranger, sometimes it feels like better. You know, it's not that I don't trust my mom, but it's different when it's someone <laughs> you know well. Yeah. You know, giving you a shot compared to like, okay. <laughs> this person, I don't know. I'm just going to sit here. It, there's so kind of changes your social cues. So I would imagine that's true for hamsters as well. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, well, they, thank you for answering that question for me. I'm always wondering yeah. how robo owners deal with their, their nails. Yeah, no, that's definitely interesting. I should do a, a podcast episode on that or just discuss it further into doing some more research <laughs> or ask yeah. a vet or something to figure out 
what is the best tactic to do that because it's terrifying to try, try to attempt that no matter how tame your hamster is. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I would love to listen <laughs> to I mean, I don't know if a yeah, it'd be great to hear a professional thought on on all of that. It would be really interesting. I did want to ask you another thing too. Mm-hmm. You said earlier that you have noticed a difference, kind of like some things work for your dwarf hamsters, some things work for your robos, but some of them aren't the same. So what did you mean by that? <laughs> this was <laughs> quite early in the interview where we talked about this, oh, no. but I made a mental note just so that I wouldn't forget because I was like, oh, I got to know what she means by that. You're very thoughtful. I mean, I would say on the whole, my robo seem to be more interested in burrowing than my dwarf hamsters. Like my robos will create lots of tunnels. You know, I think that's like a seems to be a major enrichment for them. Mm-hmm. And my dwarf hamsters, like not that they don't burrow, they're just much slower too. Like they sort of, I feel like they kind of like do what they have to do, but it takes them like a much longer time to develop those. Like I'll find like, oh, there's her entry hole, you know, but like mm-hmm. they don't seem, and they're, they're just like significantly less can kind of like, like I try to give them a lot of enrichment, but it seems like they kind of like, they'll do like one thing and then they'll just like find a cozy corner and like snack for a while. <laughs> they're yeah. very they're much lower energy and like needs than I think my my robos are Steven's very content to run like all night long but he also really likes to burrow and he likes to forage like I I'll sprinkle seeds and he'll spend like an hour searching digging for them and the same Sophia is similar like very energetic loves to burrow loves to loves to forage and Mm -hmm. she seems to like exploring more so I, I'll bring her to the playpen and she'll run around and like gather things but is less likely like my dwarf hamsters I'll bring them to the playpen and they'll be excited they'll run around for a minute and then they'll find a corner and just like go take a nap <laughs> like Aww. it's so yeah I feel like I have to work hard maybe I have to work harder for my ro- robos in a way that like they're just so high energy and I think my dwarves are more like we just want tons of cozy corners like I I want a lot of hides. I want a lot of little nooks. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I I feel like they're, I guess maybe the dwarf hamsters are just like a bit easier in some ways. That's interesting. Yeah. I've kind of heard that throughout the community that dwarfs are just a lot more relaxed. Yeah. I think pe- some people say they're more nippy, which they might be a bit more nippy. Um, definitely one of my dwarfs is a little bit of a biter, but yeah, definitely like, way like they'll run but like I'll hear them running and then they'll go back to bed (laughs) I feel like they're awake for like a few hours and then they're like okay bye (laughs) yeah they're just yeah they're more I feel like it's a little easy it's funny because I was like which one like if I only had to have like one hamster which like like what type of and I'd be like no but I really like the balance like robos are so fun to watch and they're so quirky and they do so much they're Mm -hmm. always busy and dwarf hamsters are like I mean, they come out to see me mostly because they want me to get them food, <laughs> but um, but they're much less like busy, you know, they're just they're mm-hmm. sort of, yeah, they're kind of like, oh, I'll just sit here in your hand and you can pet me Will you, as long as you keep giving me snacks, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're more like a lap dog, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I could um, see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I really, <laughs> I would love to have a Syrian too, to like, have the full spectrum and com- compare, yeah. but, you know, four hamsters is a lot. So, you know, maybe one day. But, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. I, it looks, I, it looks so satisfying to like hold a Syrian. Like they're so, 
like they look so like I don't know you never get a whole like even a dwarf hamster like they kind of move around a lot like they're never yeah they're not quite as sometimes it seems like Syrians are a bit more snuggly maybe I don't know if you've experienced that, oh yeah but. definitely growing up the hamster that we had Hamio she was <laughs> definitely a little snuggly hamster we would put Aww. her in our shirt like flip our shirts up yeah. and she would lay on her back or like on her stomach and we just oh, would feed her gosh. some flower seeds and she was such a like little snuggly hamster and like so sweet I was hoping that Linka would be like that but she's more just yeah. like I'll just take a couple pets and a treat and <laughs> bye <laughs> occasionally yeah. I'll get to pet her for like more than 10 seconds Mm-hmm. before she runs away but she definitely just kind of likes to hang out for a little bit and then she likes to kind of hide or just do her own thing mm, interesting so. I wonder if she'll calm down like as she gets a little older if that kind of like if like maybe she's at like a certain age where she's like really yeah she's like a teenager right now but like maybe <laughs> she <laughs> you know yeah I don't, I don't know yeah that'd be interesting huh, um, but- that oh go ahead oh no <laughs> I was just going to say that's interesting to put it like that. But what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say the only other the thing is I actually – my dwarf hamsters do not really like being pet for the most part. Kind of like what you're saying, like you can pet her. Like they'll let us hold them, but they don't really want to be pet. But my robos, it's so weird. They're very – like when you catch them in the right moment and you they love a massage. Like they'll – They'll just kind of like close their eyes and sit there and you can like rub them. It's really sweet. And but mm-hmm. I can't my dwarf hamsters are like, nah. <laughs> I'm good, thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, that's like and that's how I thought robos were yeah. when I was like first looking into robo care and like how to tame robos and all of that when I first got Petra. And that's mm-hmm. what I thought they were going to be like. Like I thought I was going to be able to pet her occasionally if I was lucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I wouldn't really be able to hold her, but I could maybe transport her in like a mug mm-hmm. or some type of object into, you know, the play area or bathtub or whatever. And yeah. she would just kind of run around. But yeah, it was the same type of thing. I was able to like pet her, hold her. Like she would oh. let me just like, scoop her out of her enclosure and take her out with my hands like and she would just let me like pet her forever and like if I stopped petting her (laughs) she would like get upset (laughs) she would get like so like there I have this one video I posted like so long ago but she was hiding her face in her tube which is one thing that she like absolutely loved to do she would like hide her face and I would pet her for just like however long that she wanted me to pet her and then I just stopped and then she like peeked her head out like Ah. wait you stopped and then I like went to like pet her again she put her face back in the tube (laughs) you're so cute like this is how she was and then I just thought like it was so rare that robos are like that but I guess not like it seems like like they really do enjoy having that connection that connection and that touch versus because Linka is like the total opposite of just like okay I'm good with a couple pets okay bye (laughs) I got my treat (laughs) gotta go stash it (laughs) I'm sure it's up like there's variation within hamster types but I you know I feel like the hard thing about robos is just that they're fast and and like high energy and very 
easily scared but i feel like once you learn their like their triggers like what makes them afraid you know like certain ways of approaching the cage or like i like to like sometimes i make a little bit of noise before i approach the cage so they don't get startled mm-hmm. you know i i feel like once you figure it out i mean certainly my hamsters don't sound like they're <laughs> they're anything like uh like petra but but you know they're still i feel like they're probably more tame than maybe what people think of a robo to be tame like they'll let me pet them like I can feed them seeds, you know, they, sometimes I can get them in my hands with some, you know, seed, <laughs> with some, <laughs> some seed motivation. Some yeah. Drinks. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't let them like free roam on like the couch, but I put them in the playpen. Wow. Thank you so, so much for coming on. And I hope you guys enjoyed the first part of this collaboration next week will be continuing the conversation and getting the rest of that information out there for you guys. I hope you guys at least took something from this episode and thank you so, so much for coming on. Rachel, you are awesome for sharing all of this great information with everybody out there in the hamster community. And so next week we will have the rest of this collaboration. I do appreciate you guys being patient with me in editing this into two parts just because I don't want the episode to be too long for you guys, but also I want to give you the full experience of this conversation so look forward to the rest of this conversation and thank you so much for listening and for being you guys out there in the hamster community yeah let's get into holly's hamster tip of the week this week is Always make sure to wash your hands thoroughly and drying your hands before handling your hamster, giving your hamster treats, anything like that. This is just very important to keep your hands clean. Also, if you have just eaten something, sometimes your hamster can smell that food and they might be more apt to try to bite or nibble at your fingers. But also, it just is a sanitary thing as well to prevent germs and whatnot on getting on your hamster. So it is very important to wash your hands thoroughly before handling your hamster or giving them treats. Okay, thank you all so much for listening to this podcast and supporting this podcast so much. You guys are freaking amazing out there in the hamster community. I will be continuing write-in collaborations in a couple of weeks. I just want to do this collaboration part one, part two first before I continue write-in collaborations. But yeah, so if you want to be featured on this podcast, go ahead and just send me a message on Petra the Hamster on Instagram. I love, love, love hearing from you guys out there in the hamster community. I love sharing your stories, your tips, your tricks, all that, and having you come on the podcast with me. 
So this is honestly a community where we need to share all of the good information out there. So yeah, if you want to come on, let me know. And also, I have the Happy Hamster Corner merch available for sale if you guys are interested in a mug or a water bottle with the Happy Hamster Corner logo go ahead and send me a message as well if you are interested in that. Also, another thing, if you enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with a friend in the hamster community. Like it, subscribe, rate, review, all of that jazz, and keep being awesome out there in the hamster community. I appreciate all of you guys out there, and you are honestly the reason that I do this podcast. So let's keep spreading the word on proper hamster care. I will see you all next week for another episode and part two of Stephen and Sophia hamster collaboration. But first, you guys have a wonderful weekend. And of course, As always, have a happy one, guys. (laughs) Who has that? (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, no.